Hi, everybody. Jose Palomino here with another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. And today's guest is Ken Burke. And Ken is a serial entrepreneur that's built and sold businesses. And he's particularly focused on something that's really hot right now, which, of course, is education, training, delivering courses online, but not from an academic point of view, but how you can use that approach to build closer connections with uh, your prospects, your existing customers, even if you're selling a very industrial product. So if you make a machine, this applies to you. If you offer a service, this applies to you. Bottom line is if you need to adapt to what's happening now, how consumers, buyers in all categories are looking to engage with brands, listen closely as Ken joins our show. Welcome Ken to Business Growth on Purpose. Oh, thank you so much. I, Jose, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, no, this is going to be a lot of fun because I think some of the stuff that you're involved in, I think will be particularly interesting uh, to our audience, which are mostly owners and operators of B2B companies, right? Perfect. So, yep. so in quick summary, what do you do and who do you do it for? Well, you know, I've lived in the B2B world all my life, so that, I love it. I've run software companies and I come, my my, my background is in the e-com, enterprise class e-com uh, platform space uh, where we did about $2 billion a year online for our customers and uh, sold that company in 2015, started up in the e-learning space. So completely did a complete pivot into another industry. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I started for the first three or four years, just learning the industry. And I started a, 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 a website, a network called Entrepreneur Now Network and built a lot of e-learning. Uh, we have about 200 courses right now on that site and uh, a, a lot of different programs and such. And I just wanted to immerse myself in it because I wanted to take e-learning kind of the next level, which was with a company called Microcasting, my current company. Uh, and that is a company that I, we built a e-learning platform, enterprise class e-learning platform for sales and marketing purposes. So it's a, a different application to e-learning because mm -hmm. now everything is being called e-learning. I don't care right. if you have a two minute video or a 20 hour course, it's e-learning. So right. if you don't think you're in the e-learning business, you might want to think again, because in the B2B world, and this is where this idea came from. In Market Live, the company that I ran for 21 years and sold, uh, we built our entire base on educating our customers. Our customers stayed for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, which was unheard of in the e in the B2B software space. 20 years, uh, this doesn't happen unless, you know, I mean, there are certain cases where that might happen. And uh, it was all around education. We continually educated our customers in different forms. Webinars at the time, we did a lot of in-person training as well. And in-person learning, it wasn't just training, it was thought leadership. And we attracted a lot of new customers, our sales and marketing side. We didn't know we were doing it at the time. We just did it. And it was all around thought leadership marketing. So that's really what this platform is directed to do. Lead gen, lead nurturing gathering leads, uh, uh, nurturing customers to renewal, which by the way, in the B2B space, as, especially the software space is wildly important, right? You right, got to get your customers course. to renew and, 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 and up. that's what we're all about right now. Well, what's interesting about this too, Ken, is uh, a lot of the folks we've worked with over the years as value prop has primarily been in what would be more industrial categories, not so much software or that set side of it, but they actually yeah. make big machines or, or and things like that. So does, does this approach of educating through e-learning, as it were, does that have application in the world of people who make things, physical yeah. things? Actually, probably more so, I believe. And because of the fact that when you're selling things, there's two things you have to do. One is you have to differentiate. 
And two, you're selling a solution or what we used to call in B-School, a whole product. A whole product consists of support, usually consists of some training, consists mm -hmm. of the actual physical good that you're selling as well. But I actually believe now that that net has widened a little bit or that circle has widened a little bit to include your responsibility to sell to your customers uh, your knowledge as well. Your knowledge that enables the solution to occur or enables your product to actually occur. Not just how to use the product, which is wildly important, and, and, and making sure that in all ways, so it's, it's your responsibility now, not just to make sure you train the trainers, but train everybody on the staff, on that staff. So you want to extend well into the organization, down maybe if you sell a physical good, for instance, maybe you're an air conditioning company like Carrier or something, it just pops into my head. You've got technicians out in the field that you also need to train. So if you're part of that value chain, uh, whether you're carrier or you're providing parts or other third-party solutions for, you need to train that technician, not just the people that are operating at the corporate level. So, so and, and training and e-learning really just boosts your overall brand. And that's what it, it's about. People are buying solutions. They want intelligence. They don't just want physical products anymore, in my opinion. Well, what, you know, what's interesting about that, though, is you use Carrier as an example, right? So Carrier is, you know, billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar company, big company. So somebody listening to this says, well, you know, I make a, I don't know, an auger filler line. It's a $20 million top line business. And so the little business compared to Carrier. Right. Can I even, is this the world where, you know, people can hire Madison Avenue production and do this big complex, you know, e-learning series? No. Is this something yeah. that we can be done as a more scrappy. Yeah, if you did that, you would be doing e-learning wrong. E-learning is very, what I learned is, you know, it's funny. Let me tell you a quick story. When I started Entrepreneur Now, I went and spent, I had just, you know, sold my company, had, you know, lots of money to waste and uh, said, I'm going to start a new company. And of course, what entrepreneurs do that have an exit, they go and waste money on a new company. Uh, and I say waste <laughs> only because we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars, if, if not more, on Hollywood. I hired a Hollywood producer. We had a film crew. We had sets. We had props. We had, my my e-learning that's on Entrepreneur Now is world-class. It's all distributed all over the world. It's on LinkedIn Learning. It's of high production quality. And what I realized was, Whoa, did I overspend? That was my first lesson. E okay. Now my studio right back here, okay, is uh, uh, a camera, a green screen. The camera was $200. The green screen was a hundred bucks. I have a desk that goes up and down that was $200 just because, and I have a little teleprompter. I can do now recordings, which used to take me days to do with sets and props and directors. Now I do them in an hour. Uh, they are, and they look almost as good. E-learning does not need to be a high production quality. You need to have a good mic, a nice background and right. an animated and engaging presenter. That's okay. really important. That's it. Period. And then okay. you're, I want your, what I want is and what, how we built the microcasting technology is I want individual staff members in your organization to sit at their desk and be able to record a five minute intelligent video and either upload it to a customer success portal, upload it to a customer portal, or if it goes through some gates, upload it to the outside marketing world as well. I think the marketing side needs to be a little bit more refined than maybe right. the customer. But how can you get individualized e-learning out there for your biggest customers uh, in a way that they can digest it? And that's what we've created. Wow. So in doing that, right, so you talked about, especially for like complex products, like a machine or something like that, this, as you said, there's all the way down to the technician has to maintain it, which may, may or may not even be like the company employee. It could be somebody I sold it to. They have, they have their own engineers. Exactly. On and so, on. so they want to figure out how to do that. So from a marketing point of view, and you alluded to this, sometimes, you know, wanting to be a little slicker, 
a little bit more production, a little bit more animation, things like that. Uh, are those things hard to figure out if you're not a production studio? I mean, you 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 had the time and the money to learn these things. I did. Yeah. Right. So yeah. How, how would somebody without those resources go about this? Absolutely. So so there are there are some very basic classes on putting together uh, uh, simple, you know, a, 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 a do-it-yourself kind of uh, e-learning environment to do that. A uh, couple of light, I mean, literally you go to Amazon and they have a package <laughs> that has everything. I, the only thing I recommend is you must have a good mic because audio, audio quality is really, really important. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm wearing a lapel mic right now that happens to be Rhodes. It was probably three or $400 all in with the remote little boxes and things. That that's that and this is for me, it's portable, so I can do it anywhere in the world, which is great. So it works for me. That's that's probably my most expensive device right now. Uh, and so the, the one thing that I do recommend when you're doing e-learning is just think of uh, you know, all you need is a video editor. Uh, and and video editing, you can outsource on Fiverr really inexpensively or on Upwork very inexpensively and get really good quality. The other thing I recommend is titling. So just having some basic graphics and a look and feel that that goes through your marketing department one time. So they give you a template essentially for some on-screen graphics. And you're literally just typing the on-screen graphics into the video editor. And the editor could be Adobe Premiere or Adobe Rush, which is like $9 a month. So okay. can you do this inexpensively in your marketing department with a, not a lot of knowledge or a graphic designer can edit a video? Uh, we're talking about putting a, a sting at the beginning, a sting at the end. Those are just opening and ending. Right. A couple of uh, on-screen graphics and you're good to go. Wow. So so now what's left, though, in between that sandwich, right, the sting sandwich is uh, is content where people get stuck. It's like, OK, so now yeah. all right, I got it. I got the equipment. I The box came from Amazon. I'm ready to go live. But what do I say? How do I right. say it? Yeah. How do you architect your learning? We call it learning architecture as well. And here's what I recommend. So first of all, no video or learning course should be over 30 minutes. And you say, what? We have a certification program, Ken, that's going to take 10 hours. That's fine. Each individual course in that all together, I, I look, look them like I look at them like puzzle pieces where when you put them all together, they make a certification program. But every individual course, and we'll call it a course, has anywhere between five to seven lessons, could have three lessons, could have eight lessons, that's fine, two to five minutes, and assembles something that's about 30 minutes if you want to call it a course, right? A micro course would be anywhere between three minutes and 15 minutes, right? But a course because in any given chunk of information, you want to break your information down into bite-sized pieces. And literally doing a lesson is just a piece of information. So all you have to do is do an outline for seven lessons or six lessons or five lessons about the topics you want to talk about. You break up the videos, you're good to go. That's as simple as it is. Again, keep in mind, bigger programs are fine, but they need to go into a different format. They go in, or they go, go that you, you, you essentially put one video and the next video, but they all need to be independent. Each one of these 30 minute nuggets of knowledge, try to make as independent so that somebody can watch them and take away something from that 30 minutes. But if they need the entire program or certification program, then they get the whole enchilada, if you will, the whole course or the whole program, I should say. Right. So that goes to the whole, you know, where the attention span, especially the, you know, can the younger and younger generation attention span is a TT fly life lifespan. I mean, it's just you're absolutely right. <laughs> I say the attention span of a hummingbird. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, yeah. And, and that's people really want to learn tough. this on their. I will say, I just want to make sure I note this that people want to learn this on their lunch hour. So they're eating their lunch and watching a course. That's how I, I work with literally the biggest distributors in the in the world. 
uh, e-learning distributors in the world, including LinkedIn Learning and OpenSesame and Cornerstone. Those are the big guys that have literally tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of courses. And this is what they tell me. They, I, I, LinkedIn Learning will not take a course from me if it's over an hour. I mean, they, it's like they're not even, not, won't even. And they really want it to be 30 minutes. And they've done all the studies that, that indicate what people's engagement is, how long they watch videos and when they drop off. So this is coming from literally years and years of, of, of experience. Wow. And millions and millions of people. All right. So, so I get it. So, so, wow. So that really, uh, so it's not the place to create content that people have to really like synthesize, contemplate. It's a lot of information transfer. It's organization. Uh, 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 learning architecture is just, it's all about structuring content and so that it makes sense to them. So usually I recommend you start with an outline if you want to script it, you can script it with bullet points. You can actually script the whole thing, but I don't recommend it because e-learning is, again, a much more fluid, natural gotcha. thing. Where's your expert and what does your expert want to talk about? And guide them through the process. Literally in an hour, you could you could pre-produce, meaning write the outline and have a course ready to go, put it on a teleprompter. I actually use a teleprompter, not uh, for reading, but to pro I, I literally stick things in PowerPoint. This is my process. I stick my, I, I call them... Uh, uh, prompt screens, you know, and I just okay. stick my prompt screens into uh, PowerPoint. I type on some bullets and then I, and, and I, and I have a foot pedal. Uh, I actually did buy a foot pedal, which came in handy, but now I have an elevated desk that's above the camera uh, or the cameras above the desk. And I just use my laptop in front of me to control my bigger screen right in front of the, the video. The one tip I do want to give for anybody producing, look into the camera. Don't look down, don't look over. I think we all know this from Zoom and right. I want you to talk from your gut up to your heart and out to your mouth. So look up and out, make eye contact, especially if you're a millennial or you're a Gen Zer, they all talk into the desk. And I, I'm always telling them, you know, chin up, chin up. So that's a, a, a nice thing to do. But if you don't, I want to give you one other tip. If you don't want to produce your own content, there is a lot of content out there. We have a content library of microcasting that ships with our product. But in addition, there are literally hundreds of thousands of courses we have access to. So, so you might have to educate on your specific product or service that you're offering, but if you want additional thought leadership and marketing oriented uh, 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 content where you're educating people, let's say you're an agency, I'm just making this up. It's not a hard goods company, but it's the one that came to mind. You're a, you're a digital agency and you want to educate your customers on SEO, SEM, affiliate programs, influencer programs and such. There's plenty of content out there that you can license and put into your library and we help facilitate that as well so that you can put that out to your customers and prospects. They're going to devour that information just like if it was your own. But I do recommend in some cases, if you're, if you're really cautious about your brand, you might want to produce it in-house. But you don't have to produce all your content yourself. Right. The key is providing value to your target Bingo. audience, right? Bingo. Right. It's all about value. I got to tell you, our customers at Market Live stayed with us. We were not the best technology. Well, we were a really good technology. But we were kind of, we stumbled around. I think anybody, even a, a hard goods uh, person, and you can relate to this as well. I know a bit about your, your background with different computer hardware companies. We, you stumble, you, you make yeah, mistakes. Sure. The, the, the hardware or software that comes out or what have you isn't perfect, right? Because it's made by humans. But you know what the glue was that kept our customers always coming to us was we, we cared a lot and we always were educating everywhere we went. Now, sometimes it didn't even feel like education, but we were always giving back with our knowledge that's why they stayed with us. That was the customer retention strategy. We didn't know we were executing at the time because it was just natural for us to do this, but that's what they kept telling us over and over again. That's why we stayed with you because we made plenty of mistakes that would have gotten them to leave us, 
They wanted that expertise. And that is something we had. So, so Ken, one just quick thing that, as you described that, just I, I saw a fork in the road, and I think it's an important distinction, which is you're always educating is different than we're always pitching. Oh, yes, absolutely. And in fact, sometimes when you're educating, you're obviously you are pitching. What you're doing is you're adding, you, you are building your, your credibility and expertise. Because again, people don't buy products, they buy solutions, mm-hmm. they buy you. So part of what comes along with you, at least this is my experience, I lived it every day. They bought our expertise as much as they bought our software. Our software really was provided. I mean, the same software was available for four or five or six different providers and with bigger names than we had. But we had this, we had carved out this air, this expertise around e-commerce that had really been in the fibers of our company since day one. And that's what they were buying along with our software. Cause they did, it wasn't just how to use the software. It was how to merchandise online, how to add, how to increase your conversion rate. Uh, all the things that people are, are struggling with today, that's what we helped them solve. And then we, our technology just kind of came along with that solution. That's what made us special, unique and different. And I would recommend that today to be able to play the game, you need to get on that road. There are a lot of companies with a learn button. Go to go to web, websites of your competitors. Do they have a learn button? If they have a learn button, go in and see how well they educate, right? Uh, I'll use HubSpot as an example. HubSpot's one of the largest CRM sure. for smaller companies, right? Like Salesforce. They have built something that I'm involved in called HubSpot Academy. Uh, I actually advise them as well as have some content in HubSpot Academy. HubSpot Academy is this thousands of courses that HubSpot has put together to engage their customers on how to sell, how to market. And so they're just taking their very powerful software tool and marrying it to HubSpot Academy, which is very strategic for HubSpot, and bringing it together. That's a pretty nice solution. Don't you think probably some of those customers that are paying that reoccurring revenue every month are going, I'm getting value out of HubSpot Academy, and I like the HubSpot software. That's why I stay with them. It's supposed to go to somebody else. It's another hook into your prospect or your customer. Right. Either pulling them in or keeping them there as Absolutely. well. Both things. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, Ken Burke, this has been fantastic. Really excited, you know, about this. Uh, it's, a, it's a great topic. I love it. Uh, if somebody listening here said, gee, I, I need to know more about Ken and what he does, where should they go on the web to learn more about you? Sure. For our e-learning company, uh, microcasting.com, uh, microcasting.com is our URL, but also for the Entrepreneur Network, which I didn't talk a lot about, but that was the genesis of what created uh, uh, my knowledge around e-learning. And it's got a wonderful library of, uh, of, of e-learning, a lot of free resources as well. It's at entrepreneurnow.com. Entrepreneurnow.com. Fantastic. Ken Burke, thank you so much for stopping by Business Growth on Purpose. We really appreciate it. Oh, great. It. Thank you so much, Jose. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. If you like the show, hit subscribe and leave us a review to help other people find the podcast. And if you're ready to take the next step in driving intentional growth for your business, come check out what we're doing at valueprop.com. We've developed industry-leading programs and systems to help B2B owners take control of their growth. Until then, thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose.